You're listening to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. Before we get started, I want to remind you to find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rangemindedpodcast, which is especially important in this episode because there you'll find all the video interviews that we talk about. This is episode number 44, where Steve tells us all about his adventures at SHOT Show in Las Vegas, including what new guns he saw, all the folks he talked to, as well as what he thinks of the state of the industry. If you've never looked into what goes on at SHOT Show, this episode will fill you in on everything you need to know. Thanks for listening, as always, and we hope you enjoy episode number 44 of Range Minded, the SHOT Show Recap 2019. Hello and welcome to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. My name is Mark Long. I have a little bit more to to listen to before I can get that intro down. And yeah. then we can just fire you after that. Oh, perfect. I'm Ricky Kasner, Academy Director. And on the eastern front, hey, it's at Steve Zimmerman. What's up, guys? Broadcasting from an unknown, unknown location or undisclosed location. Very feet deep in the center of the earth. That's right. So yeah, he keeps moving. What it feels like because I don't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> Why don't you have Wi-Fi? I can't figure it out. It's pissing me off. I guess they don't have internet over there in the eastern Idaho. I guess not. <laughs> um, well, so this episode is about Shot Show. It just uh, wrapped up last week. Um, <laughs> And Last Friday. Steve, well, a lot of people here from Independence went. Ricky and I didn't go. Ricky didn't want to oh, go. A lot? Not not everybody. Not a lot, but uh, uh, Levi, our floor manager, people. who's important. Um, and Ryan went, and Jared went, I believe. Yep. Sarah went, but she didn't go nope. with Independence. Well, not not as, yeah, she did, but not as an employee. Yeah, she was there. She and, went and just... just she went as she a vendor. Yeah. As a vendor, yeah. In fact, I did post a video, an interview I did with her on the Independence Indoor Shooting Facebook page, and I can post all those videos on the Range Minded page as well. I think you should do that. So go to Facebook.com slash Range Minded Podcast. You'll be able to see uh, all the videos because, spoiler alert, Steve was at SHOT Show as well. Yes, yes I was. So was that your first time going or no? No, no, I went last year as well. So that was number two. Okay, so we've and got not like the poop number two. So stop making giggling jokes. <laughs> There's our dad joke already. I was holding myself back, Steve, from giggling. Oh, Ricky. Also, Steve's got uh, a little bit of a uh, a, a Jaeger look to it. A James Jaeger look to you now with that goatee. By the yeah, way, yeah, I think he's. Nah, James uh, Jaeger ain't got nothing on me. I don't know. You guys, are I both... did see him at shot. I didn't talk to him. I did see him. You guys are both bald, and now you have a goatee that's getting slightly longer down by the chin. So. I do think I, though I, that it's starting to look like our instructor Leroy Graham's goatee. That's because it's great. Again, it looks much better than Leroy's. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Leroy is is permanently on his face. Like he can't shave that off. There's a lot of things permanently on Leroy's face. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, SHOT Show, in case you don't know, is the, uh, what, Sportsman's Hunter and Outdoor... Yeah, so it's... it's oh, National Shooting Sports Foundation. Yeah, the National yeah, Shooting it's, Sports... It's puts through it the on. National Shooting Sports Foundation, but it's Sportsman Outdoors... Uh, let's see. Sportsman Each Hunting one. Outdoors and... Oh, I see. I butchered it. You can tell how important it was, right? <laughs> well, the acronym doesn't necessarily matter. I, but didn't even, I never even knew what yeah, SHOT meant. Oh, you didn't know it was an acronym? Yeah, acronym? yeah it's an acronym. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, check that out. So, um, Shooting outdoors. He doesn't uh, Shooting, hunting outdoors, now. and shoot. I don't remember. And tactical. 
No, not tactical. Shot Show 2019. Let's find out together, because we're uh, all here to learn. I didn't know it, and I had a you know, it's, it, it eludes me. But every year, it's in um, Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and what's what is important is that it, a lot of new products get uh, brought out for Shot Show. Yeah, normally, normally they'll bring them out. At, well, there's two or three major shows. Shots, the largest of its kind in the world, um, for for firearms and outdoors retailers, and and you have people from all over the world come. I mean, literally all over the world come to Shot Show. It's kind of the gun mecca, and it's at the it's at the Sands Expo Center down down there in the middle of Las Vegas. Um, and then you have something similar to that, and I can't remember the name of it in Germany because it's in German, and I don't really speak German <laughs> but it, it's huge too like that's there's vendors from all over Europe to come in and, and firearms industry is still pretty big in Europe even though the citizens can't do much about owning guns um, but it's it's pretty awesome yeah uh, I mean we'll think about all the just in Germany, how many in Austria and Switzerland, how many firearms manufacturers are there? I mean, Glock is Austria, HK is German, Walther's German, Sig is German Swiss. You know, yeah, so America, well they moved everything to America. They're, they're stateside now. Oh, are they? But, uh, yeah, but um, but then you still have CZ. You know, mm-hmm. you get in those those old countries. You got CZ and and some other stuff through Turkey that's pretty cool. They're great shotguns. Yeah, Beretta's Italian. Italy. Um, yeah, yeah. So the oldest firearms manufacturer in the world. Yeah, that's true. So that's pretty cool. And, uh, and Parazzi. I mean, if if you guys want to see some amazing shotguns, look up Parazzi shotguns, and we go look at their booth every year at shot. Um, and there's always sticker shock because there's there's price tags on on their guns specifically. Oh, I no bet. other vendor no other vendor really puts price tags on their guns, but they'll put an MSRP on their Parazzi shotguns. And it's usually what ten thousand dollars and more. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Even it's more. It's usually it's usually two hundred and fifty thousand or more. Wow, mm-hmm. per shotgun. Well, it's gold. Hey, sh- you have gold inlays. You have all that stuff on. And they are they are amazingly beautiful. But I couldn't imagine going waterfowl hunting with a you know a four hundred thousand dollar shotgun unless you're like worth a billion dollars maybe maybe but then it doesn't even it doesn't even you know if you miss it's not like gonna you know kill the gun no. kill the uh the it waterfowl doesn't. for you no those have se- yeah. heat seeking pellets oh that'd be worth 400 grand yeah I guess. Uh, shooting, hunting, outdoor trade show. That's what SHOT Show That's stands for. And why didn't you listen to me? <laughs> Sorry, I guess I wasn't listening. Um, but yeah, it's the biggest one of its kind in America. And um, usually, well, yet yeah, there's always new stuff to check out. Um and it's always in yeah, January. Well, that's, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking about. So, so a lot of companies bring stuff out at shop. Yep. And and more and more firearms companies are actually introducing uh, new toys before shot so they can show it off at shot and have it in retailers hands between when they debut it end of year or first quarter begin the first quarter and have it in retailers hands by shot um but there are a few companies that are holding something back for the nra show which is coming up in here mm. a few weeks i actually um, have tickets for that do you really and uh plane flight for it i don't know if i'm gonna go <laughs> i might transfer what? that ticket why to not else. Ricky doesn't like trade shows and people and... Holy cow, I'll go. You're crazy? Yeah, no. geez. Good job, I'll go. I actually I actually bought the... Because the plane tickets, uh, 
I had a, it was a big fiasco at the airport, so I got some free vouchers, mm-hmm. and so I got this uh, plane flight, for, a flying first class. Wow! And everything fancy both ways. I'll never have that again. But I, we'll why see. are you not taking advantage of that? that, that <laughs> well, I could transfer the plane tickets to something else. Well, I could fly to Hawaii if I wanted to. But that's not the NRA show. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize the NRA show was uh, this early this year. It's gonna no, it's gonna be in April twenty, April. 20 yeah, it's something. not for a while because yeah, if you it. remember one of our first episodes, we talked about flying with a handgun, and that's, and that's what Ricky, where Ricky did. Went. Exactly, he went to NRA show. Now, you, obviously, uh, did you carry while you were at uh, Shot Show, or are you not allowed to? Not oh, they are very, very clear. So the city of Las Vegas, no. Yeah, you're no not go. allowed to carry in Las Vegas anyway. I don't but think right. As part of your agreements. As your tickets to Shot Show is, I don't know how they figure contractually, but you're not allowed to carry at shop. You are not allowed to carry or take your firearms home into the hotel rooms. Like, really? It is, yeah, it, they're very, very strict about that. Interesting. It's because now, of the city, and I, and I'm surprised that Shot Show is still being held in Vegas because of that crap. Well, because it's the it, largest it convention. A hundred thousand people. Yeah, it's but the they were convention. they were up until just actually relatively recently they were holding it they would switch between Vegas and then Florida or Nevada Florida Nevada Florida and then they just recently switched it all over to exclusively oh, Nevada. Okay. It would well, have been it would have been year. cooler if they were in Florida to tell you the truth. I'm from Reno, Nevada, so don't get all <laughs> excited about going to Vegas. Well, but. well next year they're they're holding it at two centers. And within five years, they they hope to have it in, you know, two very large expo centers, um, and they'll probably have the attendance to fill it. Yeah, because it gets it gets bigger and bigger every year, and there mm-hmm. is a shooting day, right? Like the media day. Yeah. So why yeah. don't you watch? It's usually Monday. That's usually before the shop shows open to any you know anybody else because Monday they still have the vendors can still set up Monday. Okay. So, but usually they're set up by then anyways, and yeah. The media days when they go out and, and shoot at the range and and play with all the new toys. Where's the range at that they go to? Um, it's outside of Vegas. I can't remember the name, but I didn't. I was too late. I I didn't sign up. I should have done it. It's going towards Lake Mead, though the Hoover Dam. Going yeah, it's, I can't remember where it's at. It's it's a little ways from Vegas. I mean, it's not just like on the outskirts of town. Right, but everybody brings all of their new toys and stuff to go try out, right? Oh, absolutely, and. And uh, it looks like a lot of fun. Have you been? Did you go to that one last year? No, I was in class all day last year. Oh, okay. I didn't register for any of the classes this year, so I could have gone to to media day. And when I talked to Ryan about it, he's like, "Well, yeah, why don't you go?" And by the time he said that, which wasn't very far into the registration, it was it was sold out. Oh wow! So it sells out pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, that's what everybody wants to go do is play. Well, yeah, obviously, because <laughs> uh, especially because they bring some full auto goodies and stuff too, don't they? Oh, everything silencers, everything full auto, have. everything that you could. Yeah, because yeah. Maxim had their PDX there, I think, in full auto there. Which I saw one? a video. Just yeah, and that's a pretty awesome gun. Sure is. We got we got to see it beforehand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No you, I think didn't we didn't we post that picture or did we not post it? Well, you posted it, yeah, I think. Yeah, we we had it in our hands the very second it was announced. Was it? Which, was that kosher? That was per because I know it was like top secret. Well, we weren't allowed well, to say it then, but then we were we're allowed to say it now. Okay. Well, yeah. Either way, I mean, as soon as it 
as soon as it was announced, we, we had pictures and posted it. So. Yeah, it was announced on Instagram, and then we had it. So that was kind of fun. And then uh, we got uh, – did you get to shoot it? I haven't shot it yet. I got to shoot it. I was going to shoot it, and then I, I'm really curious about the 762 by 39 yeah, I thought that was interesting too. But the way, so the way that they've got it set up is that muzzle device. I mean, really helps with a lot of that recoil. So it's it's not like shooting an oh, AR or anything. There's some stuff coming out for that. This year. <laughs> uh, so anyway, walk us. Let's get back to shot show. Walk us kind of through, um, you know, how long because it's about a week long. It's from Tuesday to Sunday. Yeah. So, so the act. No, no, not Sunday. It closes Friday. Oh, Tuesday to Friday. I'm so sorry. Tuesday to Friday. Media days on Monday, and then shot show universities on Monday. So. Um, and the Shot Show University, there's, I don't know how many classes. There's probably 40 or 50 classes to choose from. Oh, wow. And, and, uh, and it's pretty awesome. Some of them are, are really awesome. If, it, if you're thinking about, uh, if you're a member of the NSSF, well, that helps a lot. So if you're thinking about opening a range and you've already made that arrangement with the NSSF, you can get in there and, and there's some range development stuff. There's some amazing stuff on, on uh, setting up your store as far as uh you know the retail side getting everything where it should be awesome stuff as far as keeping tabs you know making sure you're straight with the atf so if you ever have any kind of compliance issues they go through um they go through that with you it's it's pretty awesome there's a lot of education a lot of learning that the nssf provides through that show well that's good and then it's, it's more geared towards people who own a range or more of the industry stuff yeah well owners of ranges managers of ranges um I, I talked to some people in through the show there that owned very small shops. I've talked to people that just go to to uh, gun shows, and and that's their, their FFL is only to do stuff at gun shows. So there's people that don't even have storefronts that hang out there. Interesting. So that's that's uh, what you said. Uh, Shot University. Mm-hmm. And Shot then, University. And then it actually. It, oh, go it's ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Um, so then uh, the next day it's open, and we should say that SHOT Show is not open to the public. No, you cannot. In fact, this year they were even more adamant about uh, um, if, if you're not in the industry, you are not allowed in. Uh, last year it sounded like you know people were able to get in because you know, their buddy's cousin owns a store. Um, this year they cracked down a little bit little bit more hard. Because really? there, I guess there were some, some of the vendors that were really frustrated that they were talking to people that had no clue why were they even there wow. yeah so, well I, that would be frustrating because what the purpose of it is for the vendors to show the retail yeah. um retail stores their product and, and if the, you have just an end user there wasting their time yeah people that's... just trolling and, and wasting time and you gotta realize like you get on the main floor uh floor number two and like action target those who the ones that provided all of our range equipment their booth was probably 30 by 60 feet wow. and i bet it i bet it cost them 80 90,000 bucks maybe even more to be there and it probably was more so these these uh vendors are spending a ton of money to be there and they're not going to want to waste time with with people that have no clue so yeah you're spending a lot of money to try to make a lot of money because yeah that's where you get to showcase your product to uh yeah. retailers and vendors and things like that that's where all that kind of stuff happens so and and the other miss misunderstanding a lot is is you know i I even had friends say hey pick me up this or that buy me a lower parts there is no money exchanged in fact um they kicked somebody out they kicked a vendor out this year because they were selling like shot glasses or something i don't remember sure for sure what it was um they booted them out for life they're not allowed to come back wow because there there is no 
no money exchanged at SHOT Show. You can make orders and stuff, and then they'll bill you. So they'll have special you know, promo orders and stuff you can do at SHOT. Um, but that is only through from vendor to dealer or vendor to distributor to dealer. Um, yeah, the end user show is the NRA show. That's really where a lot of the end users are going. Yeah, that yeah, one's open to the public, right? It is not right? the gun show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's something to make it known that if you're planning on going to SHOT Show and you're not involved in the industry, might want to pump the brakes on that one. Yeah, you won't get to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and I saw I saw some of the... the uh, uh, I guess the hoops that you had to dr- jump through if you wanted to go to shot this year, and and I think one of them was you had to you had to sh- like your 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 picture or your profile had to be on the website somewhere, or you had to have an email address with that um, yeah. domain of your website. Really? Um, yeah, there it was pretty pretty strict as far as you had to show that you were associated professionally with. Yeah, I, a, an organization. I screwed up when I was trying to register my wife to come with because she enjoys it and, and she'll walk through the show with me. And she, she's pretty patient and it, it's huge. It's ridiculously huge. But I screwed up and and I couldn't find the spouse tab, so I was just trying to register anyways. And you know, I lost eighty bucks because she's not an employee. So then I had to go back in, and, and I don't know if I'll get my money back because they, they usually don't refund your money. Sure. Um, and then I found the spouse tab after the fact and was able to fix it. But yeah, I, I, I totally screwed up. And so, like I said, they were, they were watching everything. So like I said, I, I tried to get her in as an employee and nope, didn't work. Well, and the other thing is too, I mean, obviously, you know, you're going to get articles and you've seen stuff online about what is a shot show, but I think there still is a little bit of degree of industry kind of secrecy there. They want it uh, to be that um, way too, though. I mean, yes it no, drives sales. Depends on the depends on the on the vendor, I would imagine. Not not so much because they they understand if it's at Shot Show, it's out. Cause yeah, because you know we could have got media passes. I mean, we we tried to get you in, and Mark and and get you over there. If you had a media pass, you'd be amazed at uh, everything's open. Like it it is it is a hundred percent open. Once it's oh. there, it's there. And gotcha. so the only other thing is is. Uh, they kick somebody out every year is usually they'll get somebody from another country that tends to copy a lot of things of ours. Interesting. And, uh, and last year, man, I saw a huge argument break out because, um, some representatives from China, I don't know what you'd call them, but Chinese company were taking pictures of, of a drone that was a, a police drone. Oh, wow. And, and, and there's a section of shot that's just dedicated to military police. And, and, uh, so anyway, these guys were in there taking pictures and, the the vendor tell you what he was not polite to these people sure and 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 they kick people out every year for doing that because they're breaking itar the international trade regulations and so uh, it's a big deal and we can't copyright stuff in china so it what happens is it gets made over there they figure out how to find the dimensions and they build it and then they ship it back for a fraction of the price and and they're they're breaking copyright laws Right, but, we but can't that happens with a ton of th- they. They uh, China does that a lot. Yeah. So yeah, with everything, almost everything. So it, it's interesting to go to, yeah, and, and see the the diverse amount of people. Well, I was going to talk about the people watching because you do also have a lot of celebrities there and a lot of big deals in the industry, right? Yeah. And I didn't get to get to see as many people this year as last. I hung out with Jerry for a second, Jerry Michalik, and and got a picture. And and uh, man, I don't know if I talked to anybody else. There were some celebrities I was supposed to like. My my nine year old daughter is 
obsessed with Razor Dobbs, who's a, a hunter, a celebrity hunter, goes on safaris all the time. Yeah. And uh, I was supposed to get a picture of him with, again this year, and I couldn't find him. Really? Uh, well, like you said, it's growing, so, I mean, it just get to yeah. get more crowded and more crowded. There's more people. If you want to see more of those people, you go to the NRA show. It's definitely a lot smaller. Sounds like Ricky really enjoys the NRA show and doesn't like SHOT Show so much. Well, no, he, no, I'm just he's saying. He's absolutely crazy if he doesn't go this year. <laughs> um, we'll see. I was going to say, maybe, maybe I can go to the NRA show this year. Yeah. We'll Zenmark instead. I'm not Very giving good. any of you guys my tickets, though. Why not? Because those like, are for Hawaii. Oh, well, I can get down there, no problem. No, you could go to... I Honestly, actually, I think if uh, if we went to the Shaw Show, that would be actually a, bo- a little bit more beneficial than... Or uh, to NRA Show than the Shot, because Shot, like Steve's saying, is so huge. Um, but, like, you you guys think of, like, us as press. We can talk to other people and, and bring them onto the podcast. Yeah, it maybe be we can a lot get a, easier. We can the, make a field NRA. trip out of it. I, I did learn something if... if Next year, if you want me to get it, or if, however goes, I, I learned something about getting in touch with with those people. That's a pretty easy, very pretty cool easy thing. It just you have to just extend your stay a little bit longer to Las Vegas, but there's a way to do it. Interesting. Well, good to know. Yeah, so, and I'm not going to share that secret because I want to keep it. A secret. <laughs> one one thing uh, that they unveiled one one hour, I guess, a couple items was 43x and 40 the Glock 48. Yeah, which we like, have in the store. I shot. Do we have them? No. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. shot the forty-eight yesterday. Yeah, so like I'm, Steve was saying, uh, Glock actually released that. I think a week or two before, or maybe even up to a month before Shot Show. Yeah, they want to make the hype so when the vendors or when the dealers. Yeah, I got to think about how the get your terminology the right. Yeah, so when the dealers get there, when we showed up at Shot, that way we can we can talk to our distributors and, and get them. So and. and it used to be a long time ago that they would unveil a gun at shot any any manufacturer would unveil a gun at shot show and then it wouldn't be available for months and months and months and months. That's what happened with the Sig P three sixty five, right? And it frustrates the the buyer. Like, well, no, they had the three sixty five, didn't they? Uh, well, I guess yeah, it was still it so was still a quite year. a while. The thing with the three sixty five is, is it was such a high demand gun, and they had they pushed it out so fast that they had problems, and so. They had to bring all that stock back in, fix their problems. That's right. Put them back out. Um, I think they also kind of trickled it to just, you know, build up the urgency a little bit. Well, we have one in the rental counter now, but it took us a year to get one in the rental counter. So, but it's a fabulous gun. Like it is. It it, and I'm still not. I'm a Glock guy. There's no there's no if ands or buts about it. Everybody knows that I prefer Glock. I'll shoot anything, but I prefer Glocks. Um. Glock was a little slow to get on the roll for that one, so I think they're kind of behind the eight ball. Well, Sig, even with the forty three X and the forty eight Sig three sixty five, still hands down beats those two guns. I yeah. shot that. I shot the forty eight yesterday, and then you think of the forty forty three X just being a forty three upper on the forty eight frame, and yeah. it's. You know they're not they're not taking any market away from from Sig no, three sixty five. It's and they won't happen. from Sig and Sig's no. leaps and bounds becoming a, a a major player. I mean they already were, but they make so many different products for firearms that Glock Glock won't catch up. Yeah, we talked no. about that with Sarah actually when we did the three sixty five review, um, just about how 
SIG is like they they have their own ammo to go with the SIG P365. They have the holster to go with it. They're becoming like a full service, one stop shop kind of deal, and that's going to be a lot easier for new people. Exactly what SIG wants to do. That was their that was their intent probably five years ago. Is is they wanted to be the place where you could get everything. Yeah, and that's a good move. And yeah, the optics. You, I mean, the red dot. They they make one of the best red dots out there. Yep. So well, well, they make, in my opinion, the best rangefinder. Yep. That that kilo is is hands down. I, I mean, even guys that say, "Oh, Leica," like you know, they'll spend thousands of dollars on a Leica, but that Sig kilo, it, it's it's amazing. Yeah. And, and it's affordable. Yeah, and that's one of the big things too. Like with the red dots, I mean the the red, you know, the the Romeo Five is is not that expensive compared to what you can get otherwise, and a lot of their other stuff's pretty moderately priced. So, um, but we will do a review on the uh, Glock Forty Three X and the Forty Eight uh, at some point in the near future. No, so we can't no, share you, our opinions will. right now. So what? I probably will buy one. Well, yeah, you'll probably buy one <laughs> of each. It's still a Glock, but you know, it shoots like a Glock. It shoots. I mean. Yeah, there's no that's, difference that's really with Glocks. I mean, it's kind of like the Honda Civic, right? It's gonna run forever. That you're not gonna have a lot of problems with it. It's, it's not it's, pretty. It's, it's not gonna go fast, but it's gonna work. Yeah, and and uh, and I know that probably pisses a lot of people off, especially the 1911 guys. You know, they're gonna <laughs> be all frustrated. Um, but but that's just the truth. The Glock it it paved the way for a lot of other guns. It was it was way ahead of its time when it got to the United States in the 80s. But the problem is, is they haven't really done much with the gun since the 1980s. Right. They've they've got one kind of schematic, one kind of, you know, design, and they've modified it and changed it as much as they could, staying within those parameters. And you think they would wake up when they look at all these guys like SSVI and all these other companies that are, are cutting up guns? To, to really make them fancy yeah you think you think they would catch on to it well and but, uh, the, the and maybe they will eventually like the glock customizers are actually coming out with their own guns now like zev i think came out with their own handgun their own pistol um and then they debuted it shot yeah i didn't get to get to their booth um yeah i read that they they developed their own or they're they are developing their own handgun now yeah there's uh there's a couple of manufacturers, new manufacturers that have some pretty interesting guns, um, which I'm kind of excited for. Their price points are still a little too high, but they're new. Um, and I, they say they're shipping now. They're able to ship now, but it's months. They're, they'll be months out before they actually sure. get, to, get to dealer's hands. So let's dive into that. What did, you, uh, what did you see that you really liked or that you're really excited for at SHOT Show? So believe it or not, like that, that new Browning handgun – or the Mossberg handgun. What is that? I haven't oh, heard of yeah. this. So I thought, you know, how good can it be? It's a Mossberg. Right. right. They're well known for making shotguns. That's the shotguns big are thing. good shotguns. They're great I mean, shotguns. They, they last forever, but they're not really like ooh, fancy shotguns either. And they make some nice stuff. It's you the know, Honda Civic of the shotgun world. That's what it is. When you, but, yeah, yep. You can accessorize. I put, I put that gun in my hand and I was pleasantly surprised. What's it called? Uh, I don't remember the model marks. Looking I'm pulling right it now. up, but it's um, it is the Mossberg MC1, I believe. And yeah, the Mossberg MC1. And they're and they're going to make a longer slide version as well eventually. Yeah, they'll do a full size gun, but that feels Wait. nice. Which the trigger's is? great. That's a CZ right there. Um, 
this one, the Mossberg MC1. This is an SC, and it's this is the subcompact, the I think. Subcompact, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's kind of cool looking. And the takedown, you don't have to press the trigger. It's it it's unbelievably easy to take that gun apart. Well, that's good. And uh, uh, I, I do I, like the straight trigger that it has on it. I that's would cool. like to actually spend some time behind and shoot that gun, and yeah. I think they're available now. Yeah, and you can get, you get them. One at the store. You can get them, and they're not that expensive. I just looked it no. up. The MSRP was three forty. Jeez. Yeah. What's yeah, What's the selling point then? Is it the, just the price that's the selling point? What's the magazine capacity? Good. Uh, that one I think is fifteen. Oh. The subcomp- no, it's probably ten. Maybe I don't know. I can't nine mil though. Nine mil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nine millimeter. So great double stack then is what they're saying. So but I it, just. I, I just pulled it up. It's out of stock, so I don't think it's up for shipping yet. But I just looked at gun dot deals. Uh, it uh, did, 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 three. Where'd it go? Three twenty four eighty nine. That's probably not MSRP. That's probably street price. But and, and I'd like to. I'd like to get one of those in my hand and shoot it and kind of run it through its paces. Yeah, that would um, be cool. It, it's kind of cool. Another another gun I was really interested in, and I can't remember the name of it now. All my brochures are home, but it's salient. If there's some folks out there that are going to recognize the name salient. SAI. Uh-huh. Yeah. Salient arms international. They make tricked out ARs. They make a lot of Glock parts, I think too. Right. So they brought the, the strike one in. Oh, okay. Something happened with the import something. I don't know what happened, but now they're making a, a handgun based on the strike one, the arsenal strike one. And if it, there's a few people that may understand or know about that gun, it is an amazingly low, like low bore axis, so recoil is straight back, not not up. Really, in a handgun. So what is it called? They're, the S- the salient. salient. So it's lower than Glock, huh? Oh, way lower. Now the trigger was absolutely atrocious in the guns they had at shop. So oh, really? I don't know, but they're gonna make they're gonna make a lot of custom stuff. The gun, like MSRP is like eight hundred dollars for this gun. Um. But for what it is, it's pretty sweet. The Strike One. The Strike One is fantastic. That gun is amazing. And you, I would love to buy a Strike One. You can get a Strike One uh, Tier One full size for $2,600. Yes. But that's, that's SAI. That's why Salient is a very high end. Yeah. So, the, so yeah, the, the Strike One is the, the Russian Special Forces shoot Strike Ones. They're, they're freaking amazing. Yeah. But uh, so salient anyway. This uh, it starts with an A, and I wish I could remember the name of the company. But they're making a, a, a version very similar to the Strike One, but they don't have to try and import it. That was the problem was getting the gun through import. Oh, working. And so they they have a gun based on that, and it's it looks pretty interesting. Nice. But uh, eight hundred bucks is a problem. That's a lot of money for a pistol. But they're gonna have the nice thing is, is it's kind of like the Sig. 320 where the serialized portion is the trigger housing in the frame and it's removable so you can put it in a larger frame gun so you can be running a a full-size race gun and then put it in your subcompact to carry so it's a modular kind of handgun Mm. that's pretty cool i think that's going to be the way the the way that most guns are going to go now it makes more sense to do it that way Except except for glocks and 1911s well 
the Honda Civic and the Model T of the gun community. <laughs> Not going to change. You can have it in any color you want as long as it's black. You really just offended a lot of people with that Model T comment. That's fine. That's the only. That's, I bet you that's the only time I've actually offended somebody with my opinions on the, the nice thing is, podcast. Is, you know, if you said that anyways, like in a gun show, most of those guys aren't going to be able to hear you. That's true. <laughs> they, can't, they can't hear me and they're not going to be able to, to chase me down. But they shoot God's caliber, so watch it. Well, I might be able to run faster than how slow 45 goes. So um, so that's pretty cool. Another thing I thought that I, I, I thought that was interesting is the Aimpoint uh, Acro, ACRO. I can't remember if it was. Did you see? Did you drop by Aimpoint's booth at all? That, that booth is ridiculous. So it's huge, and I didn't spend much time there. So I didn't. It was crowded. So I didn't. I know Levi. I think Levi went and talked to the endpoint guys. Oh, I'm sure he uh, did. So he might have been able to go see what was going on. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it's pronounced ACRO or if it's the Acro. Have you seen this, Ricky? Mm-mm. It's. It looks like it's a red dot site for pistols and for like uh, you know PDWs and a backup site, I guess, for rifles and stuff. But it looks. It's got a full housing. And so it, it looks like it's almost like an EOTech, it's not an EOTech, but it looks like an EOTech style housing for like pistols and stuff like that. It's kind of weird. Um, I'll pull it up here. And what is you know, that? It's, it's funny because like, like you say, like, oh, did you hit this booth, that booth? So there was probably, oh yeah, I bet over 40,000 vendors. 40,000 vendors. I bet there was. So there's 40,000 booths? <laughs> I, I bet there was. Between all the, the the police, the the new the new vendors, I, I bet you there's forty thousand booths there. Maybe now not. now Maybe what what you guys are amazed by uh, me not wanting to go to to these trade shows, but what I see is a lot of a lot of the same old same old. That's the problem that I see at these trade shows. It's really? just people copying. I mean, okay, you go to this booth and it's an AR15. You're okay, you go to this <laughs> and it's another <laughs> AR15. Oh, another AR15. It's like, okay, what are you guys doing different? You're not thinking outside of the box. You're thinking all in the same box. Let's try to think think a little bigger. Let's develop something that actually hasn't been developed before, you know. Yeah. I mean, not since Browning has anything really been amazingly done. I That's know. not true. Last year there was some, there was a pretty amazing rifle that was debuted um, by a couple of rednecks in, from Louisiana, <laughs> and and the military is actually looking at, at um, refining and adopting that particular firearm because it was a completely different way that a gun works. What it's is pretty, this? Uh, I can't remember the name of the gun, but it, basically it's a cassette. That, that holds the cartridges and that the cassettes are reloadable or reusable, but you can stack and each cassette ha- holds like five projectiles and you can stack those cassettes in and it, it's, ah, it, I'll have to look it up. It, it's pretty cool. It sounds pretty cool. So instead of a chamber, you have a cassette. It's a completely different firing mechanism than, than any other gun. Hmm. So That's um, a lot of people kind of looked at them because seriously, they were just a couple of hillbilly looking people had a little tiny booth at that shot show last year. No way. And uh, it's pretty cool. Well, that's some of the best inventions come from, you know, some kind of people in the middle of nowhere. I mean, TV was invented by a Philo random T. dude in Idaho. Yeah, random, <laughs> random Idaho man, Philo T. Farnsworth. Yeah, exactly. I think every Idahoan knows that. In fact, I am just yards away from the Philo T. Farnsworth Museum. See, there you go. 
So uh, it's uh, it's people like that that you know can invent game changing uh, in game changing things. It's one thing I was oh, sorry you're going to say something, but I was going to I was going to talk about another. So we we it's no secret we've talked about how awesome the Boise Valley is as, as far as gun manufacturers. Yep, and the state of Idaho being able to really contribute to the gun community. So I was talking to the to the guys from Odin Works and and I know it's the same old same old type of argument with Ricky, but they came out with some new some new collapsible braces, oh, okay. collapsible stocks that are sweet, they're spring loaded and uh, and they came out with suppressors this year. Really? So that was the very first serialized like they they didn't want to get involved with any kind of serialized parts. Um, we we keep badgering about doing lowers because I really like their uppers and their barrels are I think are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Odin Works is awesome. I, all the local companies that we have for AR-15s. I mean, you have you have uh, Taxol, PWS, Two Way, Odin Works here. Email. I mean, they're all quality. And I'm and I do have to you know understand where I'm coming from. <laughs> Accessories. Nope, like you, you dug a hole accessories for ar-15s they have come a long way from the original m16 right a2 style m16 delta ring look at at seekins which is another idaho company they're not farther north but fantastic parts but ars the ar platform can we can we do something different you know I'm starting no, to yawn. They're, they're, they're scared. Bored. Ricky's so bored of AR-15s. <laughs> I love them. I love them. Don't get me wrong, but come on. Where's our next John Browning? How messed up is that? Everybody wants to ban the AR-15. Ricky's bored of it. <laughs> we need something more exciting. We need some more dangerous. More deadly. Yeah. Why don't we all get M60s then instead? That's right. I okay. do love the M60. No, I, want, I, I don't want a an beautiful M60. Gun. I want a BAR. Yeah. BAR I mean, is good. those are pretty cool. Yeah. I so, take both. So Odin, back to back to what we were talking about. Remember, we weren't <laughs> supposed to go out in the weeds. So Odin came out with some new suppressors, which are pretty dang cool. Yeah. And I know suppressor, blah blah blah. But I tell you what, once Jim Tech left the Boise Valley, and I'm not scared to say this, once once Smith and Wesson bought them and they took them out of the valley, that left a gaping hole for all the, the local guys in Boise to to fill. And and Odin work stepped up. And they that's awesome. Work. I'm glad. That's pretty so cool. So they're doing suppressors? Yeah. So the first real serialized parts you're making their suppressors, they, they skip lowers, any kind of receiver, which <laughs> kind of blew my mind and went straight to cans. Well, what I'm guessing will happen with, with Gemtech cans now is their quality will go downhill significantly from what they were. And yeah. when now that Smith it's really It's really sad. You know, I'm a, I'm a Smith & Wesson armor. I think they build great guns. Uh, but, but they're going to... They what they did to Gemtech is... is is pretty Screwed unhappy, up. and they're gonna sad. they're gonna mass produce them, and there's gonna be corners cut, you know. Well, and, and not only off. that, I mean, <laughs> letting go of all the designers. Mm-hmm. Come on, like we're talking names that are top tier suppressing, you know, engineers and like, the people that built the company. Yeah, and and they're, they're the reason there is stick. a Gemtech. Yeah, yeah, let, letting those guys slip through the cracks is a big mistake, and I'll tell you why because. Some of the other companies have snatched them up, and and I'm not naming names. And I I, I spoke to these people at Shot Show, and and Smith and Wesson made some big mistakes. Yep, that's unfortunate. Well, they came in with they came in like a bull with the, in the china shop, right? Well, and they thought they, that they, because they, they were a big name, they were the thing, and they could yeah, boss they, everybody around. They saw around. an investment opportunity, I think, and in, in a, in a way to kind of diversify their name. Um, 
and and there's some political stuff between the two companies i don't want to get involved in i don't even know everything it just, just hears you know hear things from from former employees but for but for not not keeping some of those people on board and doing what they could to to maintain the gym tech name it's gonna it's gonna bite them in the butt because somebody else is going to pick up those people that can design cans like nobody else yeah well, i mean <laughs> there's a huge brain drain when you have all that experience and i mean because gemtech's been around for 40 years yeah 30 40 years and, yeah. and and they had a huge military contract and and uh and you know people say well knight's armament and all those other companies yeah you know they they use those cans too but but some of those gemtech cans that came out of the boise factory they're they're some of the best out there and and uh you know, we, we push Gemtech hard. I still think they make a good can. I mean, I, I don't think they've dumbed down some of their processes of manufacturing, but the future of their suppressors, are, I think, are going to be lacking. Yeah, it'll yeah. be interesting to see where it goes. So. I think it's just a downhill, downhill from here. Somebody else that made an amazing can this year is Tactical Solutions. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So a local. It is amazing. Our local companies are another another local company. They uh, it it's a little. It's probably two and a half inches long, and it'll go on a ten twenty two. Absolutely awesome. That's crazy. I mean, that's a super because I mean the whole thing with silencers is you need space for the sound to go, and you need yeah, those, to cool the all those, yeah, well, and all those it, baffles down. Is it a wet? Is it a wet suppressor? or Is it dry? Oh, it's not a sweep. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you can put lithium grease in any of your cans, but, but yeah, that little can, it's pretty damn cool. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. What is Gemtech? Though they make that wet can that it, it's good for maybe two mags and then it's done. Yeah, it's the a wet uh, can. the Aurora. Yeah. Well, and those sweeps, and they're working on oh, who else did I talk? Somebody else did something with sweeps too with their cans, and the problem is, is when sweeps are gone, you have to send it back to the manufacturer. Yep to get it repacked and everything it, yeah but there was a company that serialized a different portion of the can oh who did i talk to oh it was ellipses it did you see that i'll, I'll post that video of the ellipses but it's called the hush puppy oh really? that is that is a pretty sweet little little history like a reboot from from back in the day really and and uh, this company, I can't remember the name of the company, but it's Ellipses exclusive. They made the suppressor, and they they uh, they made a specific Smith and Wesson. They they made some alterations for that gun itself to run that can. Really? And they're gonna they're gonna make a special Glock for it too. And and it's got a lock on the slide because they noticed a lot of the sound was from the side, slide reciprocating. So they made a lock for the slide. So it's a one shot super quiet gun oh i bet that's super quiet yeah um yeah you know what i just realized we have not i don't think we've done an episode on suppressors have we no we're waiting we're waiting we're waiting for certain things to happen certain time to to elapse i see so so that time is getting closer okay yeah so we will do one eventually but we haven't done one yet so just wait because we were gonna do one and then we didn't do one and then now we're gonna do one at some point Yep. Yeah, it's, the it's in when, the wings, and, when, and there are some reasons that we won't talk yeah. about that that hasn't happened yet, but it's very when, close. When it happens, it will be great, so just be patient for yeah, it. Yeah, so wait for that one. But uh, So what was your favorite booth at SHOT Show this year? My favorite booth? Definitely not the food court. <laughs> <laughs> that bad, um, huh? It took me 45 minutes to get a burrito. Oh, jeez. That's depressing. Yeah. And 
and for two burritos and some drinks, it was like 30 bucks. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Oh, man, my favorite booth. Yep. Well, I know Rob would want me to say the Remington booth, but I just walked through that one to get to the Stig booth. Oh, you know, kel came out with a new gun this year, too. Oh, yeah, the KS-7? Is it the shotgun? No. No, they came out with something else. A little twenty-two that'll hold 50 rounds. 50 rounds. You can buy a box of twenty-two shells and shoot it through their handgun. Wow. Now, how big is that handgun? Not very big? It's about the size. So think of the, what's the twenty-two Magnum gun? What's that the, one uh, P, um, oh gosh, what is that uh, one? Yeah. P, P30, oh, P30, 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 Oh my gosh! The P30. Is it just PM30. P30? I think it's the PM30. PMR. The PMR. There PMR. we go. PMR. Gosh. So well, I can't remember the name combined. of this new gun. It tells you how prepared I am, right? Yeah. But it's it's kind of like that, but it looks kind of a little bit more like a Mac 10. It's not oh. a big heavy gun, um, but to drop a 50 round mag, like buy a box of of 22 shells and then go out and plink with it, it's pretty cool. It's the Keltec CP33. That's what I said. Yeah, exactly. It looks, it looks really yeah, weird. It looks like it. That's so, that's an ugly so, looking gun. But. Well, so Keltec doesn't make pretty guns. That's for sure. That's exactly what what I thought. What an ugly, worthless gun until yeah. I put it in my hand. Yeah. Well, and they came out with the KS7 shotgun, which is basically a single stack version of their uh, KSG, which also looks pretty cool. Yeah, and I like Keltec stuff. A lot of people rag on Keltec. No, oh, they're they're garbage. Um, I've well, had two of the sub two thousands and never had any issue with them. Well, and they're innovating, like Ricky said. Ricky they wants do. to see some innovation, so Ricky, I do. I do like Keltec actually. It, like you guys just said, Keltec is rough around the edges. Their stuff. Yeah. I mean, you can still see the molding seams on their on their. I, I don't plastic care for like usually. little handguns like their carry guns. I think they're kind of crap. But mm-hmm. when you get to the KSG and and the 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 little you know handguns and stuff so the 22s are making it's pretty innovative yeah the I, yeah. their their uh bullpup rifles oh yeah the desert tech or no not desert tech it's you, the, desert. you look at them you look at them and you're like oh that's a that's probably a crappy gun yeah. because it's so rough looking but keltec does have like other than the the um the, the RSGs, they the had those. They had those uh, bolt carrier issues where they were hanging up. But yeah, other the, than the first that, KSG had a lot of a lot of problems, but they fixed that in the next generation. Yeah, yeah. and I still like the KSG. I think I, I still want to pick one up. I think that'd be a pretty cool gun to have. Hey man, John Wick used one, so it must be cool. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. You well, you get those little mini shells. You can fit yeah, a lot of yeah, yeah. yeah it'll you can fit a lot of those Ag- in there. Aguila shells. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so oh, and somebody somebody else is making those now Winchester. Yeah, but uh, Aguila is the one who I think is like well known for them, right? Yeah, but but there's another manufacturer coming out. And that's the good thing about the gun world. There's always competition, so makes everybody act you know innovate, like Ricky said. So. Well, and that's the thing with, uh, you know, I, it is actually very interesting talking about innovation. You think of all the, the political climate of everything, and you think of all the loopholes that we actually have found. Like you think of uh, pistol braces for ARs, sure. um, other weapons, that these little, these what you would think of as a sawed-off shotgun is just an other. Just a firearm. You yeah. know, it's just a firearm. And, you know, things like that. You these, better scoop those up. The... the the political climate 
forces innovation, right? Correct. Yes. The more, the more that I mean, if we just get in our cozy little bed, we're just going to create the same. That's same why the NFA branch done. just needs to be defunded, right? Just, just get rid of it. The just NFA. It. Yeah, we don't need an NFA. Well, the GOA is actually uh, fighting a lot or launched a lawsuit against uh, the ATF about uh, NFA stuff. So, I'm gonna have to keep on the radar about that. Yeah, there's absolutely no point to have it. Like I. The, the free market's going to restrict a lot of those guns that otherwise aren't going to get stolen. So, like, when it comes to an automatic, I mean, it, they're so price-restricted right now anyways. Who's, yeah, but if you didn't have the NFA, they wouldn't be, right? I don't think so because you could still keep the, the non-manufacture clause. So you could have transferable, non-transferable. If the, the transferable market is so small that... You, you can't afford it well people you know as guns break and you don't have pieces to replace them then they just get parted out and then one gun becomes or two guns become one yeah. and as the years go know. there's I, just going to be more and more breakage the, the automatics aren't such a big issue for me like i they don't interest me like i think they're awesome and they're fun to play with but i would never own one no but like suppressors but if you can shoot them for free that's wonderful yeah that helps yeah that's different but i wouldn't still wouldn't buy one no it just doesn't do it for me but but sbrs and and suppressors and sbs's i I like that kind of stuff yeah that'd be nice to have and not have to worry about uh registration or anything like that so uh which i think we're gonna end up uh, we've already talked about that before i think it's gonna end up that way anyway yeah we don't need to go to we don't need to get sad at the end here so (laughs) Um, so um what do you think um do you think it was a great industries came out with some cool stuff this year too did they sorry yeah, see, I'm, all this stuff's coming back to me. Well, right? no, that's cool. So I was going to say we we got to close here, but uh, what do you what do you think? Uh, what was your overall impression of Shot Show this year? You know, people ask me, did you see anything cool? Like, what what it's it's kind of overwhelming to like pinpoint one thing. Same old, same old, huh? <laughs> the <laughs> I sound like the, Eeyore. I think, I think the yeah. market's going in a good direction. I think the manufacturers. I mean, they they, they keep stuff in the curtains they don't talk about you know they're they're 10 years ahead anyways um i don't know i it's a positive thing like i i look at what's coming out and i think it's it's a positive thing you know but i don't know it's hard to say it's still the political side that's the that's a big question mark sure did you see any smart guns no just stupid people. <laughs> yeah, no, I imagine that, that the, technology doesn't exist, and so I don't know. It's just so frustrating. I imagine the people watching has to be great, if nothing else. That is probably my most uh, enjoyable part about Shot Show, and we spent some time, you know, after hours because it, it it closes at five, so you have time to to actually, if you're not tired, you can go out and go to the restaurants and kind of schmooze with some of the other people, but. Yeah, it's fun to walk around Vegas and look at all the weirdos. Levi Levi said he saw a man with uh, hooves. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. I guess yeah, he was, was dressed dressed with hooves, and uh, and he had much like fur. You saw that oh. same guy? <laughs> oh yeah, he was a furry. So we, we went to Fremont Street, and if you guys haven't been to Fremont, uh, so I, I have never been to Vegas. Uh, what? Yeah, I've driven through it, but I've never actually stopped and, and enjoyed Las Vegas. 
I really enjoy Vegas probably because I like to watch people. So like sure. walking through the casinos and just looking at people's behavior that just fascinates me. Did you? But you uh, go to the the old part of Vegas, which is Fremont, which is north, right? Right. And uh, there's some interesting people. Did you gamble at all? I lost a dollar in the slot machine. Man, because if you've never been to Vegas, they have slot machines even in the airport, which yeah. I thought was kind of interesting. Well, you know, the other funny thing, and it, I guess this is kind of a political side, is marijuana is legal. Recreational marijuana is legal in in Nevada. Really? Uh, yeah, so, they just they just legalized it. So people so are can, sparking up on the on the strip. Yeah, it stinks on the strip now. Does it really? And uh, and there's dispensaries right there on the strip, but they had to put these special dis like throwaway bins at the airports because people were trying to take weed home. Oh, jeez. And now think about this. So so we probably had some people in the gun community that may. Yep. They may, yep. you know, have had some fun there, but now how are they going to answer it on the 4473? Yep, right, exactly. Still, yep, no matter a, if it's legal and statewide, 4473 is a federal form and a federal, yeah, federally illegal. So, Ricky, sorry, you can't smoke weed and be a gun owner. <laughs> That's You're not supposed with, to be. That is perfectly fine with me. No, actually, that's a, that's a big deal. And I know um, that was an issue when I was going to gunsmithing school in Colorado because when I was there, they had legalized, just barely legalized marijuana there. And they mm-hmm. had to tell the students to, you know, they couldn't do that. Guns and drugs don't yep. mix, just like guns don't and alcohol mix, don't yep. mix. So uh, it might be an unpopular point of view, but I think if Republicans wanted to do something about the suppressor stuff like the hearing protection act they should piggyback it on legalizing marijuana then it keeps the, the lip tarts happy <laughs> and uh and you on legalizing marijuana is just going to happen anyway there's no holding it back anymore yeah i no, mean it's I mean, once well, so but, many states have gone that way and they're and they're and they're getting all the tax dollars from it it's well, just and what's funny is that if you look around idaho every single thing every single state or municipality that borders idaho is either, either legal or medicinal even um canada is utah Utah's yeah. medical, I believe. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, right. They legalized the medical use of marijuana, yep. which I'm Wait. sure there's a lot of a lot of doctors notes all of a sudden. Down a lot of Wyoming. legs and uh, Wyoming. I'm pretty sure is medical. Hmm. Yeah, Mon- Montana's medical use. Yep, they have dispensaries. Nevada's recreational. Oregon's recreational. Washington's recreational. So Idaho is still completely illegal. I, like so. I say, I think they should just they should just produce a law that says. You know, take it off the federal ban and, and take suppressors off it, too. Yeah. Free everything. Free suppressors, free marijuana. <laughs> but, but so I, I, I was telling somebody that, like, man, you're crazy. That what, you're, that's, a, that's a real libertarian point of view. And I says, well, then you just make the, the laws of impairment really strict and enforce the laws if, if impaired. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's it, true. It yeah, but you know, you know what I noticed is when I was in Colorado, the whole rationale behind it was, well, people are going to do it anyway, so we might as well just take it, uh, yeah. you legalize it, and it takes a cool factor out of it. And what I noticed is actually more people <laughs> got on to pot, and there's a lot of money to be made. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, more well, people got on to pot like, afterward. They're like, yeah, we're gonna, it, it'll totally eliminate the black market, but they taxed it so high. That it, it doesn't. The, the black market exploded because they were able to get it cheaper than buying it from a, a legal dispensary. Yep. And, yeah, and the cops couldn't do anything about it because they're late. They're they're able to to possess it. So. Yeah, and you can grow and you can you grow can it grow in your own house. Yeah. yeah. 
So it's kind of interesting how all that works. It, I think there are some interesting parallels between the firearms community and the marijuana community, just in terms of all the government regulation and personal Good choice and all that. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. So, but that's another story for another podcast. So, uh, yeah, if you have any questions about. Um, Shot Show, make sure to uh, send us an email or shoot us a message. Uh, you can email us, podcast at iishooting.com, or find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash rangeminded uh, podcast. And that's where Steve will post uh, uh, all of his interviews and all that. He posted one or two of them, but we'll post the rest of them on there um, as well, so you can check them out there. And, uh, yeah, so thanks for listening. Um, and uh, and if, if there's a specific topic you guys are interested in, you know, maybe expanding your perfection on, <laughs> just let us know like if there's something you want to know about or if there's some bills that you know we might be able to, to reach out to some of the legislators that we're becoming friends with and and want to know some more stuff out just yep. ask and if you got a do. question just you know post it on facebook we had uh uh the guy's name escaped me i think his name was doug i want to say and he asked about ak's on our on our facebook oh, page really? so we might have to do an episode on ak's because we haven't yeah, done that yet so it would be good um so what steve is saying is we are not like Glock. We are not above perfecting ourselves, right? <laughs> well, if you ask Glock, they've already perfected it. That's why they don't change. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, but we we can change because. So does that mean God doesn't us. shoot a 1911? He shoots a 17. He probably shoots perfect. both at the same time. Without even touching them. Exactly. <laughs> so, well, on that note, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Range Minded. Find us online at Range Minded Podcast on Facebook or send us an email at podcast at iishooting.com. We're always happy to get feedback, episode suggestions, whatever you want to send us, really. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and pretty much wherever else you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.